What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Cue the Banner. It is Thursday, July 30th, and we have a lot to talk about. We're leading off with a heartfelt apology from my co-host, the King of Shitty Takes. The Lone Wolf Saga is over. We jump right into the MLB. Joe Kelly is a fucking god, and I'm ordering every jersey possible. NCAA, we have some players opting out. College football seems to be everywhere, but the ACC drops a schedule today with Notre Dame included. Beyond the headlines from NCAA, we have a favorite game day tradition segment for NCAA college football. The NFL, more positive cases, players opting out, and we are going to take our staff at the Washington football team. NBA. Restart is tonight, 6.30, Jazz Pelicans, followed by Lakers Clippers at 9 o'clock. We're going to take a look at their restart protocol, Grant's NBA takes, his dark horse picks, and the fact that Adam Silver is still phenomenal. We're closing out with a sports feat segment where we're going to see how good athletes we actually think we are. Plank, cue the intro. Little mama just keep looking at me I'ma knock the pussy out like fight night Hit it with a left, hit it with a right I'ma knock the pussy out like fight night Hit it with a left, hit it with a right I'ma knock the pussy out like fight night If you know me, know this ain't my first way Certified everywhere, ain't got a Grant, 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 you have a lot of explaining to do Alright, so First off, I'd like to say that I am sorry all right, it never should have yeah, happened. Yeah, I let down the entire podcast. Although I did have a lot of faith in my amazing host, and he absolutely killed it. Um, I think that was a great podcast for what we were dealt with, and it saved the day. Against all odds, I mean, I was I had my back against the wall. Very much so. Threw me into a fire with a gasoline suit on. And I was the king of that. I mean, he, I he I was the I was the nine year old that was bunting. They knew I was going to strike out, <laughs> so call up the bunt, look down third base line. I'm the guy. I'm your guy. I'm willing to lay down a bunt in in the fire. I got the gasoline suit on. I come out alive every time. It was it was very I, impressive. I battled through it, and I mean, here's what I want. I want a heartfelt apology from you because I I shouldn't be a lone wolf. I shouldn't be alone out there in the dark, but I was on Monday morning. I'm very sorry, and it's not going to happen again. That's um, your heartfelt apology? It's all I got right now. Man, that was garbage. You had you had a week? You had a week to come up with your apology. Because I, I mean, know... you obviously knew you were, you were going to leave. You weren't going to be here for my Monday episode. I did not. I did not know I was going to be leaving that early. And then I thought that I would be able to have a connection where I was. And turns out we didn't. And we spent a while going through our recording. And it just, we couldn't get it to work. And that is totally on my fault. I took the blame Sunday night when it when we were recording. Uh, Plank couldn't help us out with anything. Couldn't figure it out that end. So I want Plank to be a little of the blame here as well but uh there's nothing i can say because this is all on me absolutely it's all on you um we do want to apologize again for a little bit of audio issues we continue to deal with them <laughs> i think we're going to apologize probably every um, episode for the next three months yep 
this has been brutal. We're hoping we got something worked out tonight. We're trying something a little different because um, it needed to happen after after Grant just walked away, <laughs> just left me out in the cold. Um, other than that, how was how was your vacation? I wouldn't uh, call it a vacation. For, for the listeners, um, my cousin took a vacation that he claims is not a vacation, but he was drinking at eight in the morning on a lake. That's a vacation <laughs> to me. It was great. It, it was a very fun time. It was with some of our buddies that we graduated. Um, I guess we didn't really graduate with all of them, but, but we you, went to school you with. Never graduated, person. And, uh, <laughs> you did never graduate. Let's I, make that very I have. I have my diploma. I have a diploma. Yeah, it's probably fake. Um, Grant, my weekend was so good um, that is you didn't get to hear that at all because once again. You left, and you couldn't record at all. But my weekend was great, and then the rest of my week was great. Thank you so much for asking. Jumping right into the MLB, Astros, Dodgers. I woke up. I, I got this I got this update that the benches had cleared. I woke up. I got out of bed, and I started watching everything unfold. It was, it was un- awesome. It was awesome. It, and, I mean, Joe Kelly is just a legend. I mean, Apparently. that... that that was the greatest thing in the world, and he re- really, I know we saw the suspension came out today, eight games, which is unbelievable. He gets it's eight ridiculous. games, and he never actually hit somebody, and he was throwing, I mean, with, uh, when he was throwing at uh, Carlos, he, dude, he was throwing curveballs, and like, you know, there was one fastball that got in there a little bit, but I mean, come on, man curveballs and you're gonna and, and he gets suspended for that it's just it's unbelievable it was a bit ridiculous um we saw some players kind of with some backlash today after the suspension came out it was ridiculous um and, and i understand that the mlb is going to set an example make an example out of joe kelly saying that this isn't going to stand all year right um, to me it's worth it oh, eight yeah. games is a lot eight games is ridiculous eight games is a lot Especially for a sixty-game season, eight games is a lot. I mean, that's a that's damn near six of the season. That's I mean, he's sitting on a week. Like, <laughs> I just I'm I'm not sure what to make of that. I just they're, they're obviously trying to make an example of him, saying this isn't going to go on all year. But I think in my in my eyes, it's worth it. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, we we talked about this before. I have a passion and hatred for the Astros right now. I just do. And then it needs to happen. I mean, that's part of the game of baseball. I mean, it's gotten soft over the past couple of years, I think, because you're not like like that's the retaliation that like you know going into it. Like even I mean, growing up, like if you knew, say you went in spikes up in the second, you knew like at next at bat, like you're, there's a chance you might be getting something in the rib cage. It's just it's you know, part it's, of the game. It's, it's, yeah, it's the game. It's just part of it. Um, well, and, and something that I think that speaks volumes is the umpires were kind of they didn't do anything, do whatever the <laughs> fuck you want. Yeah, they. I mean, they were trying. These umpires, they're baseball purists. Oh yeah, they're mad at the Astros. You know, they're yeah. they're upset with yeah. the Astros. They're kind of like, yeah, give them hell. Right. Yeah, and I mean, and like they didn't actually get into a fight either. So it's not like Joe Kelly was out here throwing punches once they cleared the benches. You know, they he was literally saying what. What is said every single baseball game, but you're just hearing it now because there's no fans in the stadium, and, and that's a, it that just was makes another it. Thing. Yeah, I think that's another reason we saw suspensions to the managers 
because uh, you can hear him. I mean, we yeah, can hear him on TV yeah. talking. Not only could we hear the chirping from Joe Kelly a little bit, uh, but we could hear the managers yeah. talking. And that, that came to a point where it's like, oh, I don't know if we should be hearing this, but right. you, you, you have to hear with what's going on right now. Um, so we can hear everything. And I've been able to hear everything in every game that I've watched. You can hear the dugout chatter. Yeah, yeah. Because I was going to say I something, because like. I mean, like, like I hear when I'm watching the Indians games, like I can tell who's saying what in the dugout. Just because like, you can, I mean, it's that clear. And yeah, I mean, that's, I think we're going to see some more fights throughout the year because of that. Because you are able to hear. I mean, during the, I think it was when Bregman was on first, and Joe Kelly, well, first off, Joe Kelly, when he walked Bregman, damn near hit him and took his head off and then gets on the mountain and just yawns that might have been the best part of all this what and, a badass and just acting you know, like I don't fucking it's care like, oh this, yeah this, I like, mean just another fucking day at the ballpark yeah I'm just, bored just hit just throwing out the Astros <laughs> but uh I mean I think someone I, it might have been Dusty Baker from the dugout uh said like get back on the mound you little fucker or something that's what it that and that's it what it did sound like Dusty yeah that's what I think it was I, th- I think it was Dusty but Whoever it was, it came from the Astros dugout, obviously. And I mean, you're hearing that out there in a game like that, where he's already pissed off at the Astros, and that's just you know that's just gonna fuel the fire even more. Well, I think part of the reason we saw suspensions beyond just making an example out of anybody that treats the Astros poorly um, is going to get suspended. Beyond that, uh, the managers failed to. <laughs> This is going to sound strange, but it's it's right now during a pandemic. The managers really failed to to allow them to socially distance and yeah. they were at each other's throats. Yeah, I mean, if somebody has COVID on either the Astros or the Dodgers, they all everybody's have it. got it right yeah. now. Yeah, because they were they were at each other's throats yeah. there, and a fight would have broke out. I mean, the bullpens been. came in and everything; like they were ready. But... The bullpens, if you go back and watch the benches clear when the bullpens do come in. The pitchers are kind of creeping around where they're getting separated. So you see the umpires and the managers in between kind of the bulk of the argument, yeah. and they're separating everybody. And you see the Astros and the Dodgers kind of trying to scoot around that and maybe go at each other. I thought that was awesome. Yeah, I thought something yeah. might go down there. Yeah, the, you could see, you could see they got the there Astros quick pitchers too. come out. They were there quick. Like It wasn't like you know, right at the end they got there. The bullpens well, were there very quick. If you've got a target on your head like that and you know it's going to be oh, there yeah. all year, you got to be ready to fight. Oh, yeah. Which brings me to my next point. How long does this go on? I mean, how long I think do we the want whole to throw these guys? I think the whole se- I, I hope it goes on the whole season, and I think it, it truly will. I uh, think it's going to go on into the next season. I think it could do that as well just because how different this season is already. And I think, it, I mean, this is going to be something, especially with Bregman – um, Springer and those guys, you know, the guys that they've were kind of that core that were saying, you know, don't speak on it if, if you don't know what, what you're talking about, basically, stuff like that, and just made themselves look like big assholes, basically. So I think that they're kind of, you know, the top culprits right there, and they're going to be the ones paying for it for at least this year and then probably in the next year. Um, I'm I think guys that were very apparent in the cheating kind of scandal, um, guys that you just mentioned, are probably going to get thrown out for thrown at periodically for the rest of their careers. Yeah, as yeah. they should. Yeah, as because they and, should. I mean, you also got to think, you know, you get guys going to different teams, stuff like that. Like they, they, they might not be playing the Astros every year because of like the interleague play and stuff. So you know, if they see them in two years, you know, they're 
that's their only chance to do it, so you might as exactly. well do it. Exactly. Everybody's going to want to take their shot eventually. Yeah, and yeah. Baseball. I mean, you're telling has... me that if Trevor Bauer, if he doesn't see the Astros until next year, that he's not, you're just going to forget about it. You know, he's he's going to do it. Exactly. Everybody wants their shot, and pitchers, pitchers always have some kick-ass memories. People are going to remember oh, yeah. this forever. They're going to have those. They're going to have a target on their back for yeah. years to come. And that's something um, and, I saw people talking, uh, and they're arguing that that Joe Kelly wasn't on the Dodgers during all this, so he has no right to be throwing at the Astros. Like what? It, yeah, like it was just the dumbest thing in the world. Like everybody in the world wants to do. That. If you're not an Astros fan, you want them to see. You want to see them hit every single pitch. Like it just. I mean, it, and it's not like the whole league can't be mad about it because it's just fucked up. Well, what they did so like everyone's gonna retaliate on you like just suck it up don't do it and that, and that doesn't happen well hopefully we get everything squared away with this pandemic and next year will be worse for them because every ballpark they go to oh yeah people are gonna boom yeah I, mean, I i talked about it in the episode monday it's a, it was on my bucket list to boo them yeah it was on my bucket list and it's gonna stay on my bucket list until oh, yeah. i get to boo yeah. them and that's the thing too i mean they kind of got lucky that there's no fans this year because they would, I mean, they still will get bad, but you know, there's probably a handful of fans that you're like, well, I'm not gonna go out of my way anymore because it's a year ago or, or whatever. But I mean, they're still, it's gonna be bad. And they deserve it. I oh, really yeah. do hope it's oh, yeah. bad. Definitely. As, uh, I kind of ride that fine line of baseball purist and kind of modern day baseball or whatever it may be. But at heart, I'm a ball player, and oh, yeah. I fucking hate this shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's a way, I mean, obviously, there's a big difference between cheating and not, but, I mean, there's a big difference between stealing signs from the catcher when he's giving them to the pitcher when you're on second base. It's a part of the game. And using technology like they did. I mean, that was just extreme, so, like. It was it was blatant cheating. Yeah. It was, when it comes to the point that you're trying to hide it, you right. know you're doing something wrong. And I think the thing that really bothered me the most with it, I know this is kind of going back, is kind of off topic a little bit but was just how they how the players reacted about it and like just like lied about it try to covering it up like well I'm, they didn't know what to do because they knew yeah. the whole time that they were doing something wrong right you know they they knew that they got caught but they didn't know how you know they're all getting asked these questions at different times you know their story has to line up and, and it seemed like it, the more we learned the more we learned about the scandal or what they were doing, the more orchestrated it was. Yeah. And the uh, the grosser it was for, for baseball. Yeah. I yeah. mean, I just became more and more disgusted with each detail that I learned. It was obvious that all of this was just meticulously planned out. Right, yep. Um, beyond the Astros-Dodgers, baseball seems to be rolling. Um, it's been awesome to watch games. It's been great to get highlights. I know you're watching the Indians very diligently. I'm watching Cubs, the Reds very diligently. It's been a lot of fun. Like, it's exciting. The no crowds doesn't bother me. Yep, yep. Uh, the crowd noise is kind of fun. I like when they, they crank it up in a big moment. Yeah, there's certain uh, stadiums that have, I think are doing it good. There's a couple that I've watched. And, again, that was first couple games, so maybe they're, you know, they're still in the process, too. But uh, there's a couple that I think were like just like two seconds like behind on everything, and it just made it weird then because you know you're getting a, a a single to center field, and when the ball's getting back into the shortstop, then you're hearing the the 
the crowd cheering. Like, you know, it's got to be a little sooner. So I think that's kind of weird. But for the most part, I, I think they're doing good. It, it's the best it can be. At uh, Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati, they've been sold out every night, which is phenomenal. That's uh, good. The crowd is electric. <laughs> uh, even tonight, the crowd was roaring. Uh, sold out crowd in every stadium across the country, which is great for baseball. Especially on a weekday, man. You don't see that much. No, you don't. And and I have a good feeling that we're going to see it all season. Oh, yeah. Which is, seriously, it's great for baseball. Oh, yeah. It's, it's just growing the game. The only thing that could be halting the MLB is we have some serious COVID issues, especially, especially in Miami. <laughs> I mean, Miami seems to be the only thing everybody's talking about. Um, and I shouldn't say in Miami. Uh, within Miami's organization, I believe right. they're still in Philly. Yeah, yeah. Um, last I saw, they were still there for at least a couple more days. They're still in Philly. Yeah. Uh, what What are the numbers at right now? I think it's eight, 16 players and two coaches. Is that what it's up to? Positives now. Um, I mean, I, mean I they... think the MLB goes into this knowing that there's going to be positive cases, right? Yeah. I mean, there has to be. you had to have known... And you've had to at least have the thought of the possibility of this many people getting it on a team, you know, because obviously it spreads quickly. Uh, but I don't know what the next – because, I mean, that's, you're going to have to start missing like a week, two weeks now with, with, well, that, where, with that many people. That's where it people. becomes a problem. Yeah, and that's – I mean, <laughs> it's the Marlins, so can we just like go on without them? You Chalk know? up a couple L's for yeah, them. Yeah, they, they're not going to be playing – too far anyway like you know let's let's just kind of forget about them and keep going with the rest of the league <laughs> move forward yeah just kind of hey you guys got the season off but uh, uh i don't know man stay in miami yeah it's um it's gonna be weird what, i just don't know manfred came out with a statement basically but you got nine guys like pretty much just you got nine guys we, yeah we built the rosters we built the protocols so hey you got nine guys Let's get rolling, but they're still waiting on test results. Right, and I think those a lot of a lot of them came in today, and it seems like I mean the numbers obviously went up, but not by a lot. I think it only went up one player today. Um, so you got to get the guys that are healthy, uh, protect them, maybe leave those other guys. That sucks. <laughs> Stay so maybe in leave Philly. them in Philly. Yeah, um, get the guys back that are healthy. If you have you got sixty guys, right? Um, grab the guys from. Grab the guys that aren't on this roster in the dugout, pull them in, and let's play. Because uh, yeah. you're going to set back. You, you, you might hurt yourself in the long run because this is unprecedented area. The MLB might slap you and say, I mean, I guess it sucks, but you lose a week because we're on a 60-game sprint. Right, exactly. There's no, there's no time games? to – you can only – I mean, there's only six days that you're not playing to begin with. Uh, so you're not – it's not like there's a bunch of – like. 20 days to go through and try to find a spot to play these games you know it's exactly you we, can't do we anything we only got till whatever day that September or the October date you know we, there's not much time I think I mean I would like to think that this is something the MLB was prepared for um but I yeah, I guess you gotta wait on tests to travel that makes sense right um, but we're they're gonna put themselves in a jam here yeah they're um, I, I like Manfred's comment. He didn't say it as insensitively as I put it, but basically said, we put all these protocols and this COVID IR in place so you can keep playing even if you do have an outbreak. And it's an outbreak at this point with Miami. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, 
maybe you just leave the players in Philly and you bring up 60 or 20 new guys and just play a couple games with all the minor leaguers. Like, I mean, it's not going to make a difference in Miami, I don't think. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, it's not much, you know, it's not like they're too great anyways. You know, they're they're a young team anyway, so let's just start getting them in and playing a little bit. I mean, they have to they have to learn how to handle this a little bit better because there are going to be outbreaks in other rosters. Yeah, yeah. Um, it seems that the Reds, quote-unquote, uh, outbreak was not really an outbreak. Um, the two other players that supposedly or allegedly, I guess, had COVID, were back in the lineup. Um, or I don't have a clue what happened with that. Uh, there are rumors circulating that it was food poisoning. Um, what a shit time for food poisoning. Can you imagine waking up and you're like, damn, I'm sick <laughs> as fuck. Shit. <laughs> damn, like, fuck, this sucks. And then the uh, next day got, you're good. You know, you got food poisoning. <laughs> Especially for somebody, if you're just, like, concerned about something. Yeah. You're all night and you're like, oh, I'm going to be sick. And then you think you got COVID, take yourself out of the lineup. Yeah, imagine um, telling but, your, I mean, all your teammates, like, hey, guys, like, I'm, I'm sick as a dog right now. And then, but all, all was well and good, apparently, uh, back in the lineup. And the Reds played really well tonight. Um, but that's beside the point. Can the, can the MLB change anything about this COVID protocol moving forward? I don't think so. I think once you start playing, like, that's what you had. Yeah. Roll with it. Yeah, you got to I mean, if you're going to go back on it now, you're going to look like an asshole because everything you just worked, it took us so long to get this one in place, and then you're going to go back and change it two weeks. That, not even, it's a weekend into the season. So I think you just got to go with it and just let it happen. I guess. Um, and it seems like that's what they plan on doing, especially after Manfred's comments. Uh Moving beyond the MLB right now, the headlines that we have, we will have a better understanding. Once you kind of reach that 10-game point, um, it will be relatively there um, at our next episode because once we kind of reach that point, I think we'll have a good idea of where everybody stands at at that point. Um, And also we're going to jump into uh, Indians versus Reds coming up. Uh, which will be really Monday. exciting. We'll have an exciting segment for that. Uh, closing thoughts on the MLB. Not much going on besides those headlines. Obviously, we have highlights, um, but we're not going to jump into those as we just I just went through them. Just me alone. I went through them. Lone Wolf <laughs> went through them on, on Monday. You know, it's, it's like I said earlier, Joe Kelly for president, man. That Good for him. Fuck good yeah. for him. I love that. Yeah, electric. Jumping into the NCAA, we we have players opting out. Scratch that. I believe there's only one public player. So far, yeah, that's that all I've opted seen. Out. Um, more to follow, I think. I would I would say so. Uh, you know, you gotta think a lot of these kids, they're whether it's family back home or family of their own that are probably high risk, and you can't be going and being a college kid, I guess with something like that, you know, because you got, you're out partying, stuff like this. Like, like I saw, I forget, I can't think which team it was now, but they just had a big, uh, it was an outbreak that that led back to a single party on a college campus. And it was a bunch of the football players that were there, so then they all, they all had it. Uh, but, I mean, 
they're going to start opting out because it's like we talked about before with them not being paid. What's what's college football going to do for them right now? Especially, these, especially these, these top guys. Uh, yeah, the, the top guys can kind of opt out and prepare for the draft. And I don't know, uh, this is unprecedented. I've said this many times. I don't know during a pandemic, if they don't play their college football season, which might be lackluster as it is, I don't think it hurts their draft stock. Yeah, I don't. I don't think so either. It shouldn't hurt this young man who opted out today's draft stock at all. No, um, and, and he's one of the play during a pandemic, right? And he he's one of the be top better off guys in the country for defensive back anyway. So um, I think he's in a pretty good spot to begin with. You know, it. I guess you could argue it probably could hurt someone that's on the fence of you know maybe a third rounder who. A breakout year could get them in the first round, or some, or just at least move them up. But I mean, again, it's a pandemic; like it's a weird year for everything. It hurts players that are definitely on kind of that fence. Uh, I'm thinking about guys that might be outside of the Power Five conferences. Somebody like a, a Cincinnati Bearcat who might not get noticed even for yeah. for to get drafted. Uh, but they have one big season, and it's like, okay, they're right. on somebody's radar. Guys like that, it might hurt. At, um, like, guys that could at least be picked up at the end of the draft, too. Um, like an exactly. unrestricted free agent, stuff like that. Um, you know, it might be a year just to put your name in the draft, and you might just they might just pick you there. We'll take you just because your your name's on our, our list, you know. We, didn't, we, we don't know anything about you. We'll, we'll, we'll take you. We'll, we'll put a list on a dartboard and just yep. throw the dart <laughs> right, and whoever right. it is for taken. Um, but a big issue here is, and we will get into the ACC, but college football for the most part is still everywhere. Uh, we've been over this over and over again, and I'm tired of talking about it, the fact that every conference, every team, states are everywhere. There's all so blaming each other. There's governors stepping in saying, you cannot play college football. There's conferences saying, we don't know about this. There's conferences saying, we're playing in the spring. There's conferences like the ACC putting out their schedule. <laughs> um, I There's coaches right now preparing for practice, and there's other coaches that are hard set on not playing. Right. It's, it's everywhere across the country. It's a big shit show. It's because nobody wants to make a fucking decision. Right. And at this point, just, I mean, if you're going to cancel it, just do it. I don't want them to, but I'm tired of waiting around. It's supposed to be starting in a month. The NCAA is too scared to step forward. The conferences are too scared to step forward. Individual schools are too scared to step forward. They're all so scared of making the wrong decision. that Nobody wants to be the bad guy. The right decision. Yep. Exactly. Nobody wants to be the bad guy in this situation. And the players see it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, as a player, if you're going to keep waiting around again, like... Why do you want to do it? You know, is it is it worth it just to keep waiting around and then do some stupid setup of a season? Like, I mean, if there's not going to be any bowl games or a playoff, like, how many of these guys truly want to go play then? The players are finally stepping forward and kind of asking, "What are we doing here?" Yeah, um, it's obvious that it's extremely scary out there right now. I mean, nobody wants to put these players in jeopardy their health. Why, don't we, why, why aren't we making a decision? Step forward, make a decision um, to protect these players. Um, and, and a lot of players are calling for this is a, they want to make money off us. 
they're hurt. Um, and we said this over and over again. I think this this is the um, the spark to ignite the flame of the, of the NCAA. Yep, yep, for sure. Um, so we've talked about it briefly, but the ACC has dropped their schedule today. A lot of news coming out of there. Uh, Ten conference games, one non-conference game. We looked at the schedule. With, it's kind of it's kind of jumbled right now. Uh, it was hard <laughs> to look at. There's like a ton of different logos. Yeah, they could have dropped it a better. It, yeah, definitely. It could have been a lot more readable, but I think the one non-conference game, I, it has to be in state from what I understand. Yeah. That's what I read. So where, who does Notre Dame play? <laughs> if, if it's going to be... Ball State? But Ball State, yeah. That's going to have to be it. That's, a, um, that's my only that's guess. Necessarily a great non conference game. No. Uh, nothing against Ball State. Um, chirp, chirp. Is that the saying of Ball State? <laughs> chirp, chirp. <laughs> chirp, chirp. Um, so this one non conference game, I think it's go- I think it's going to be SEC. I think the SEC probably goes the same route. It seems like the ACC and the SEC would not only be a great fit, but it seems like they're working together right now. Um, the SEC seems a little more hesitant, but from what I understand, they are working together. Yeah, that non-conference game, it, I think that's interesting because, I mean, what's, in in my opinion, what's one non-conference game going to do? Uh, well, here's what I think it does is it allows you to, for the college football playoff sake and for championship sake, it allows you to kind of place a team outside of your conference kind of where they are. So if an ACC top-notch team goes out in their non-conference game and plays an SEC team that's dominating in their conference, now we get to see where do these teams sit actually outside of their conference. So moving forward to the college football playoff, it's like, wow, this team's not just dominating the ACC. They also beat Team X in the SEC. Yeah, I I, I can see that. I I mean, I think it just depends on who that non-conference is. you know, yeah, no. It, but, it, but, but I think if they were smart in order to create revenue, they would match the best of the best, the best of the best. The same. Oh yeah. These this non-conference game isn't gonna be random. Oh yeah. Like I'm looking. I mean, like like Clemson will play South Carolina. That's their big rival anyway. So they're gonna do that. Um, but I mean, I'm just trying to think off the top of my head for some of these schools, and it's kind of like eh. And that's just off the top of my head, just real quick. But who knows? Uh, Notre Dame is included. Finally, they get to put their yeah. money where their mouth is. Jesus. Uh, I hope they get it. They've been saying for 100 years that, oh, we're not in a conference. We dominate a conference. We've been in the conference championship. We should be in. It's time to um, it's time to see what Notre Dame is made of. And I hope that they just get the shit beat out of them. Everybody does. No, you, yeah. know, what, you know what would be beautiful? Is there so much hype built up around Notre Dame, and then they just get demolished, just like every single year? But only this time, they don't get to play eight games before their dreams and are crushed. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. Kelly's dreams are crushed. Hopefully and you know, they get crushed right away. So the, I'm actually looking. Their home games, they play Clemson at home, Florida State at home, and Louisville at home. So, and then their only tough away game. Gonna be 
North Carolina. That's I'd say that's the only one. So I mean, that's a that's a pretty easy for those. Those are going to be the top four teams in the ACC, anyways, and they get three of them at home. So not that I guess there's too much home field advantage this season, but no travel well, and stuff what? like that. It's the most challenging schedule Notre Dame's faced in years. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. They find a way to skate through everything, and then they get slammed at the end every year. They'll play one, uh, like Michigan, and then, I mean, we've seen how Michigan's done in the past. Obviously, me being a Ohio State fan, but uh, we've seen how they kind of fell apart the past couple years. So I mean, it, that turns out to not even be a huge win when if they do actually beat them. So moving forward um, beyond the ACC for football, they dropped their championships schedule. I don't think anything changed. I don't know if they just wanted to like remind us like yeah. there are other fall sports. Right. And I, I don't understand and like, the purpose of them dropping that. For the football one, it's December 12th or the 19th. So all they did was just add the one extra week. I, it possibly could be there. And So what did they do with all these these championships they just drop the championship just like hey by the way we also hey, yeah like, by the way there's also some other sports that we're gonna be playing like like they i don't think they changed anything yeah there's there's, there's no reason to people just want to see football they, they don't give a shit about anything else right now show them fo- a college football schedule and they that's all they need to see exactly um and maybe that was the acc's way of saying like hey <laughs> Um, we gotta do this for legal purposes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we also play. I don't even know what was on there. That's <laughs> what was on there. It was Olympic um, championships. Probably like which swimming, cool, which is cool. Um, but that that's not a big following, gonna, anyways. You're gonna drop it with your conference football schedule. <laughs> Come on. That everyone's um, just gonna scroll past that and get right to the football. You know. Look, <laughs> More news out of the NCAA coming from lower divisions, your Division Two, your Division Three schools. Uh, a lot of them moving fall sports. Um, some of them, it seems like, are moving toward canceling seasons, unfortunately. Others are moving them to the spring. It shouldn't affect any fall sport athletes, I, I wouldn't yeah, think. Yeah, not for that level. Um, what I, where, where it gets kind of hesitant or haywire for these lower divisions is for me facilities now what happens when football is playing with baseball and basketball gets pushed back so football basketball baseball soccer everything's going on at once good, yeah good luck scheduling in your one gym yeah that's how and i'm just thinking of our college of Everything happening at once, that, that'd be a nightmare just with, because everything's so close with baseball being right there for football. Um, and, think, you know, that's about, how a lot of schools are. Rooms. Yeah. Like, it, it'd be a nightmare. And, I mean, I guess these schools are going to be just excited just to have sports going. But, uh, I mean, good luck. Especially I when mean, you're I don't even know when. When do they start moving winter sports? Some, some yeah. allegedly they already have. And, you know, it's weird because basketball is that weird because it starts – it it truly does start early. It's, you know, in, in – what is it? Say the middle of November. And, I mean, it goes – it's two semesters, which is going to be weird for, I think, it's always the 
just that weird because it is the two semesters, but I think that's going to be a factor in how they cancel it. They might just move it to a spring semester uh, sport almost, at least start it over Christmas break for, for these colleges. There's just a lot of unknowns that needs yeah. to be and there's yeah. a lot of unknown sports everywhere. Um, there's a lot of negative things, unfortunately, coming out of the NCAA. We're talking about seasons getting canceled, moved, um, athletes struggling with all these decisions. So we wanted to pick it up a little bit. We're doing our favorite game day tradition. Now, we didn't want to do just teams. Like, we didn't want to do, oh, this is my favorite teams tradition. Uh, we wanted to do our personal favorite game day traditions. Like, what do you do? on your Saturday, college football is on all day. What's your favorite tradition? We wanted to give a little bit of excitement for the listeners. So, Grant, kick it off with your number one favorite game day tradition. I really hope we don't have the same ones. How many do you have? I have about four, but I'm also trying to think of a couple as I'm still going. Okay, because I'm worried. I I have four as well, and I I normally have backups for our segments. Yeah. But I don't have any backups. I'm worried we're going to have the same ones. No. I, so, so my favorite, um, I'm I'm gonna say, whether it's in the shower or just the, getting getting dressed in your room after the shower and just playing like the fight song, um, like like hearing the band on, on Spotify or something, and you know that you're gonna have it's it's gonna be a great day. Not only because your team's playing, but a full day of college football. So, what happens if you have roommates that aren't rooting for your overrated team? <laughs> Uh, he, he normally gets, gets pissed off because we're playing it through the loudspeaker, but uh, since I was the alpha of the college house, um, we still did it anyways. And what world? You must have lived with some pussies <laughs> if you're the alpha. Yeah, uh, I, I did. I was, really, I was really worried for your number one. I was really worried once you started saying um, shower. My number one, shower beer. Okay, yeah. You wake yeah. up. And it doesn't matter if you're sitting on the couch all day with the boys watching college football or you're gearing up to go to the bar. That yeah. shower beer just yeah. gets different college game day. It's because it's, it's, it's that first – because, you know, it's like 8 or 9 in the morning probably. And, like, you, you're having it, and it's not going down easy. But, uh-huh. but you know that, like, man, this, this is the start to a great day. Like, it is. It really is. So, I love that shower beer yeah, on Saturday. And it's just that the, the anticipation. And uh, that kind of goes along w- with my next one. So this one's going to be more of you going to the game. Um, okay. And I'm going to say the walk through the, the streets downtown and campus, like going to the stadium, just kind of like the anticipation. Like you, you see everyone else, all, all the other fans kind of, you know, you're yelling back and forth or whatever. But just that, that anticipation of – you know, we're going to the game. It's going to be a great day at the game. I like that one. If it with the right team, I like that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My second one is this one's going to be. This one might be a little bit unique. I think a lot of people might agree with shower beers. This one might be a little different. I'm not sure. Um, the excitement. Okay, so picture this: you wake up, you just had your shower beer. Only one shower beer though, because we don't drink and drive. You wake up, you had your shower beer, you put on the jersey, you're ready to roll. The boys are all coming over. You drive to your local, not gas station, like a convenience store. Maybe Shortstop is like the name of that place. You pull in and you go buy your case. 
Yeah. You get the, you're buying that the excitement, buying that case before college football yep. Saturday. Especially because you know your jersey's. Such a great day. Yeah, yeah, it's because your jersey's I'm, I'm on. So excited. That's what because because that was gonna be one of it wasn't gonna be one of mine, but I, that's what I thought of. And I love that. It's because you have your jersey on, and you're just like. That's like, you got your case, and it's like, this is going to be a great fucking day. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, that, that's a real good I'm, one. I'm smiling so big right now thinking about I love that feeling of buying that case. Oh, yeah. Like, 9 o'clock in the morning, grabbing my case, and then running it back and just relaxing because I know I got everything taken care of. Yeah. That's all I need. My jersey and my beer. <laughs> and, and then you get your spot on the couch, and you're set for the day. Exactly. Just make sure we don't lose the remote. What's number three for you? All right, so... This one can be either at the game, you're at a bar, say maybe a Frickers, uh, or even you know you're around the TV at, at your house w- w- with all your buddies. But the the touchdown or turnover kind of celebration, like like the high fives, you know, everyone has to give someone a high five. I, I don't know why that's our thing, but it's a, I mean that right there, just the yelling and just seeing the excitement uh, for that. It's something that, that I just love. I love the random high fives when you're in the stadium. Yeah, just because you, like, so your team you don't know that person. You're best friends with the with the three rows around yeah, you. Yeah, it's and, like give me that fucking high five. Yeah. Uh, pandemic high fives have been rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, my third one. This one, this one is pretty universal. Hopefully, that first pitcher before noon, college football Saturday. So maybe there's a few games on, but you're kind of waiting for your game to start. You quit. you knocking, banging down the door at 11 when the bar opens up. Yeah. <laughs> and you're give me start filling my pitcher now. Yeah. Don't even bring me the menu yet. You just walk into the hostess, get my pitcher ready. Yeah. Yeah. And you knock out that first pitcher before noon. You're starting to loosen up, and you're like, all right, let's fuck. The boys are stretching on the field. Your team's stretching on the field. And then you start stretching. You're stretching in the bar. You're starting to loosen, limber up. That is so exciting, and I know I bought a case already this morning, but I'm gonna go to the bar uh, till five probably, yeah. <laughs> and then I'll go back and finish my yeah, case. Yeah. I will brag. And going with that, so so this isn't mine, but just seeing the the waiter or waitress walk with that pitcher over to your table, and you're just like, <laughs> yes, like here we go, boys, like it's time. But um, I want to go. So after the game, so this is. You watched it probably either either at the bar, but but probably at your house, you know, with, oh no. Oh with no. the buddies around, and the the nervousness of the game, and then right after the game, just the just the relief, and then you just start shotgun and beer, like you just go start start because you're excited, your team won, and you kind of you, you probably slowed down during that game because you started getting a little nervous, and then just right as soon as it's over, you just go crazy party like you were playing in the yeah, game. Yeah, right, yeah. Party like you were playing in the game. I thought you were going with my number four. This number four is exclusive to me. I know it's exclusive to me. Um, I'm probably the only one that does this. So, for those of you that may not know, um, after all the games are over, probably around three or four in the morning, they start replaying the games. <laughs> So my favorite, my last favorite game day tradition is rewatch. I'm a huge Cincinnati Bearcats fan, and that, and that is rewatching the Cincinnati Bearcats game at four in the morning. <laughs> I love rewatching it and reliving everything. Um, I usually put out quite a bit of Snapchats 
uh, and then I, I regret those in the morning. But I love watching the <laughs> the replay at three a.m. Yeah, yeah. So so I actually got one more that, that I just thought of. It better be a banger. Well, I I think it's pretty good. So it so it goes off of what we talked about. You know, you're getting up in the morning, you you're listening to the fight song, some some other songs from the band. You're having your shower beer. You're getting your jersey on, and you you get downstairs and and you probably just got back from shortstop with a case of beer, and you are you got your phone, your laptop, everything out, and you're and you're picking out which games you're watching at what time. You know you got the Bearcats at noon. You got the Buckeyes at four. You got this, and you're you're getting ready, and you're getting all your TVs ready, and it's I mean it's a process, but just knowing that because you see all like four TVs that have football on, and you're just like, all right, I did this right, like this is perfect. There's nothing, there's nothing better than like everything is set, and now it's time to just fucking once kick off. Yeah, case. yeah, yep, yep. You see first kickoff, and you're just like, all right, we did it, like we we, we got can watch all the games. Yep, yep. That's a good feeling. That was, that was a pretty. I mean, that was like an enlightening segment. That I, was. I, I hope we got people excited for college football. Now, I hope it's not a letdown. There's better be college football now, because now I, because now I've, I've, this is what I wouldn't be doing here in a couple weeks. We spoke it into existence, so now it has to happen. <laughs> um, that's all we have for the NCAA. We're gonna jump into. Man, this is a real bummer to just like jump into to negative shit here. <laughs> Back to the uh, NFL. We're jumping into the NFL. More positive cases out of the NFL. Um, not that this is unexpected. That they're not in the kind of that controlled environment yet. Right. Positive cases are going to come right away. We've seen it with every league. We'll continue mm. to see it. Yeah, I don't. I don't think it's too big of a deal. Um, like you said, like everyone's kind of just getting to the facilities. Or, or still coming to the facilities, so I don't think it's too surprising. Um, I think here, and you know, with, within this next two weeks, three weeks, we'll start seeing those numbers come back down. Uh, Hopefully, once the everyone kind of. What's that? Uh, the NFL's been weird with their testing. Uh, they're not really releasing too much about how they're testing. They're testing yeah. in rounds as players come in. So, of the positive cases today, I'm not sure how many were tested. And right. maybe I'm not reading far enough into this or digging deep enough. I don't understand how they're testing. Um, they're testing as players kind of come in, but like in rounds. So of the positive cases, how many negative cases are there today? Right. Yeah. That's yeah. So I'm not sure. I think they like we, like we've talked about many times. They're kind of scrambling, but their protocol, although it was really delayed, is really solid. It seems like mm-hmm. they're really trying to protect I, their yeah, players. Yeah, I think the players seem very happy about it which obviously is the big part big big key that they're satisfied so um the nfl the the players i've said this before are usually the most outspoken yeah against like owners or the league um and and it continues we had quite a few players opting out of playing in the nfl already um i know the protocol was released Uh, i'm not sure if they dislike the protocol or Regardless of any protocol, they, these same players weren't playing. Uh, but I think we're going to see a lot of players opting out with with the NFL. Yeah, for sure. And I think, and it's almost like that's expected because of how much they hate Goodell with it just being, you know, like you always see every year they're talking like they can't wait for the next deal so they can go on strike a little bit. 
Uh, I know that's coming up this ne in a year, but I mean, I feel like they're kind of just like like excited to kind of stick it to him and not have to go play. Well, part of it, it part of it, I believe, is beyond the protocol, the COVID protocol. Nobody seems to have a good idea. Like nothing has really changed in the NFL. Right. Nobody has a good idea on the seat. Like there are a lot of things, like rumors circulating, and coaches are speaking out about what they think is the best plan. Doesn't seem like anybody in the league is listening to them. Um, and now you have to have the players' association go to bat again and say, "What are we doing about scheduling and stuff like that?" Yeah. Um, they just seem really ill prepared. We've been over this time and time again. I'm getting tired of saying it. They're 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 ill prepared. You had months to get ahead of this, and they're behind. They're already behind. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Things have barely started. They're a week in. They're behind. <laughs> uh, and and it's gonna and it's gonna keep delaying their process because they had such a slow start. Things are already behind. Now players are gonna opt out. It's gonna push stuff any even further behind because they cannot agree on anything. Finally, they agree on a protocol and put it out. Um, and the reason they couldn't agree is because the league won't protect its players. <laughs> I just don't understand that. Any of yeah, this. that's what. That's the one thing that you need to be protecting. Um, the NFL hasn't had much. Uh, any headlines I mean since we talked on Monday or sorry since I talked to myself <laughs> on Monday not much coming out one thing we didn't touch on I didn't touch on on Monday uh, Washington football team what what why, a name how what a name how do you go into a board meeting to rename your team and then you come out and their name is Team. <laughs> How does that happen? What went on? I want to know what happened in that meeting. Who the fuck stepped up and said, I have a great idea. Football team. And then somebody else was like, that is fucking fantastic. We're going with football team for now. The sad thing is, it was probably just a, a, a long meeting. And like this guy that said it just said it just to be like, hey, like, Fuck you, man! You're fired. That's terrible. And then it turns out that they loved it, and he's just like, "What? What the fuck?" Because I mean, with Dan Snyder, like, let's be honest, he he definitely thinks that's a great name. He's all on board with that. The problem with Dan Snyder is he thinks that he's the smartest guy in every room. <laughs> you know these people, um, and any idea that comes is just perfect. Well, and the th so the thing that I find most funny about this is. When you look at all of their like reports or statements, it still says the Washington Redskins on their on their paper, at, like at, as the header or in the picture. Like you're changing your name, take that. That, that should be the one of the first things that's gonna go, as you're putting out a piece of paper or statement that is talking about your name change. You still have the big logo on the paper, like that should it, and it explains their organization to a T. Exactly. The, that's what I was just going to say. The organization itself has been against this. Yeah. And money money talks in Dan Snyder's face. Mm -hmm. and money clearly talks, and they were like, hey, uh, we're going to lose a bunch of money. We need to do something. Boom, football team. <laughs> I just don't – I don't want to talk about it too much because it's being overblown and yeah. all these media yeah. outlets. Everybody has their own ideas. Um, but really – football team we could come up with a that's, better idea that's the best they got team name? 
Um, moving forward into the kind of highlight of today's episode, uh, the NBA restarts tonight. Tonight. tonight Tonight's the night. The NBA. Are you it, excited? Are you as excited? I'm very for the excited. NBA restart as you were for the MLB. Um, I don't know if I'm as excited, but I'm still very, very excited. I've always l- loved watching basketball, uh, but I'm a Cavs fan, so there's not really much that I'm, you know, I'm not going to be following them, obviously, but uh, I am, I'm very excited for this, because I think it's going to be cool to watch kind of how this is, how the, how this bubble actually plays out. Uh, we, well, As we've talked about, it's been part, going great, so. The coolest part, um, beyond tonight, which is 6.30, Jazz Pelicans followed by Lakers Clippers at 9, beyond tonight, um, tomorrow, Friday, basketball on like all day yeah that's exciting and i think that's a cool part about the yeah it's gonna be very cool because it's gonna feel like march madness like uh with games kind of going i know march madness starts much earlier but kind of games all day um and it'll also kind of lead us right into our baseball games at night uh especially if you're just watching your one team you know typical start time for baseball is seven o'clock so you can kind of get basketball games kind of spread out throughout the day and then nice little game at night it's also nice yeah, with Friday Friday should be a pretty sweet day is, yeah is basketball a drink all day affair um I think so uh you think so so like Friday uh when games start like late afternoon you're gonna start drinking like would you start drinking if you were like heavy hardcore basketball fan probably um I don't think right now I would Maybe, I mean, a couple, just like casual, not crazy. I mean, if it was football, totally different story, but... Why? Why is that? I Why do we drink during football? I don't, I don't really game? know. I, I don't know. It it's is weird. Not a, it's not a drinking game. It is weird. It's really weird. Um, and I but, think, it, it, so, like, in football, like, you might drink more, like, you know, your team scores, you're going to drink more. And basketball, there's just so much scoring. Maybe, I don't know if that's that... That's a good point. If that's something... That's a good point. Right. We might have to look into the psychology of that. We're yeah. psychologists. We should have um, in our pilots, for our listeners, in our pilots, we actually had a COVID expert. We had a doctor on, um, Dr. Tanner. Uh, we're not, we're not going to disclose his uh, too much of his information, but we should have Dr. Tanner on again um, and kind of interview yeah. him about what's going on with COVID and then find out why psychologically we don't drink as much during a basketball game yeah i mean he, he's our medical expert on everything he's our psychologist <laughs> our psychiatrist um for any big questions he, he's got it all covered he's my dentist <laughs> which is which is great uh the restart protocol there's 22 teams eight games left in the regular season possible eighth eighth seed playing <laughs> tourney grant what are your takes on the nba restart it's gonna be fun. Uh, I, you know, it's gonna be. It's kind of like what we talk about with baseball. It's gonna be a sprint. You know, we got two weeks, and then we got playoffs. So it's gonna be fun, uh, just watching this. And I think it's gonna be a little weird, uh, the, with having no fans for these younger players for these young teams. You know, there's especially when it comes time for playoffs. You're not going to have that playoff atmosphere, obviously, with no fans in there. So, 
they might not um or whereas it when we do have fans they are affecting that game and they may not they might not be affected now because of this so i think it's gonna be kind of cool to see that um and it might help out a lot of teams so it's a little tighter in the west than it is in the east yeah um nonetheless is it the bucks to, to lose kind of in the east going forward to with this restart yeah um, beyond the regular season going into the playoffs is it the bucks to lose i would say so um you know you got the celtics but i don't think that they're gonna give them too much of a run um and then like you got the raptors which they obviously without having Ka- Kawhi, they're gonna they've struggled a little more this year but i mean the bucks i think that Giannis is just i mean he, he's obviously a freak we, we, all, we all know that but um the the east is very weak so i definitely think it's just the bucks to lose Bucks to lose, and then the West. So it's it's a lot tighter. A lot, the yeah, board it's a lot lot tighter. With, but with like these top, it's like it's top heavy. In there. It, yeah, it's uh, top heavy. I'd say. You can include the Grizzlies in there, but the, these top seven teams in the West. I mean, it. it if you want to look beyond the talent on each team or how they're playing, it's a tight race. If you're just looking at the standings. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's not one team like the Warriors where they're going. To, 73 and 9 uh, you know but I do still think that the it's going to be the Lakers coming out of the West uh, I think that LeBron's just going to be too much um, in a season like this he, he knows that he's running out of time and he obviously we, we, we've seen him just take over games um, series stuff like that and with all this time off I think that he's uh, it, or it, it only helped him so I think We'll see a Bucks and Lakers uh, final, and then I think it's going to be the the Clippers in the West semis with the Lakers. I think that's obviously going to be a great series. Um, it'd be very cool to see that if obviously none of this happened and it was we had fans there and everything, just because of them sharing the, the same arena. But um, yeah, I think it's going to be a, a lot of fun because I think we're going to see a cool playoff format with teams kind of being able to take over you know there's not like like if we're going to see an eight upset of one seed i think that this is the year that we that we see that just because anything can happen um you get hot for a week like that um same thing if we start if for some reason there was another outbreak of covid and you lose a couple guys um that's going to be costly yeah so i think covid definitely in terms of league by league, COVID has the potential to really tear apart an NBA team more than any other yes, sport. Yes, yeah. I mean, there's only like 15 guys on a roster. So, like, I mean, if you lose a couple, say three, four, five, you know, that's a lot of your bench guys. You know, you don't – they don't play anyways. They're just there. They're some, some roster space. So it's very – it'd be very uh, weird if that if, if that happens and see how that work plays out. Um, I mean, beyond the kind of the dark outlook of if there are positive cases, zero positive COVID cases, <laughs> um, again, for the NBA, Adam Silver's phenomenal, continues <laughs> to be phenomenal. And it, it, it's great to see. It's really great to see. 
because uh, he's also been been more social and just stained against all of that, and that's, yes, that's been yeah. awesome to see as well. I mean, he's there's been two global things happening, you know, in the past four months now, and he's he's handled the, both of them to the best that he could. I don't want to say perfectly because I don't think that's the right word to use with two of those types of things, but I mean he's done it to the best of his ability, and I think as a as a league, the NBA is the most happiest in terms of players. Yeah, for the most part, I mean, um, other than them complaining about hotel room, yeah. Uh, and that to me isn't that big of a yeah. That's not something deal. that that's not even something um, that he has any control over. So, who do you got? Uh, can we get a prediction for an NBA championship? Who wins the, who wins the finals? I'm going to say it's the Lakers. Uh, I'm going to say that they beat the Bucks in in six games. Uh, wow. Hold on. Well, hold on. But you know what? No. Plank, uh, flag this and keep an eye on this. Because uh, he, he didn't only make a prediction. And I wasn't expecting that. I wasn't expecting you to make a prediction. Uh, but not only did he make a prediction, he's got the games ready. Oh yeah. Uh, do you have any Do you have any money on the NBA this year? I mean, that was a strong pick. And you came I, at me right away. Were you expecting that? I, I I wasn't, but that's just what I've kind of been thinking since we've been thinking about basketball a little bit the past couple of days, couple of weeks. Um, I th- I I think that, that the Lakers are gonna kind of take over w- with LeBron, um, but I don't have any money on it yet. I'm probably gonna be putting some down in the morning. We'll see how that goes. Well, keep us updated on that, and we'll be able to follow it. Um, I, I need some dark horse picks. I, I want a dark dark horse out of the East and out of the West. So I actually have serious, two. A serious dark horse, somebody that can win a championship. Yeah, so so I actually have two uh, for each. In the East, I have the Pacers and the Heat, and it's kind of the same reason for both. I think that they got some real good players, and, uh, you know, they're not – Obviously, they're not the best teams left in the playoffs or in in this bubble situation, but they're those are teams that have been close before in in years past, and now you know they added a couple guys with the Heat and like having Jimmy Butler. Um, you get a couple of those guys and you just start playing good basketball at the right time, and you know you might find yourself in the East Finals, if not the Finals in general, um, and then. Kind of the same thing in the West. I have the Mavericks and the Pelicans. Uh, I think that the Pelicans are a very underrated team throughout the year, just especially because Zion wasn't playing. But I do think that they're a very good young team. And I, I don't think that they'll make it too far into the playoffs if they make it into the playoffs. But um, I think, obviously, in the next year or two, that team's going to be really good because if you look at their roster, they, they are all – guys that are in this league for three years tops and then jj reddick who's been in there for 20 but um and then same with the mavs i mean obviously they got luca uh we've seen what he's able to do uh and he, i think that he's someone that kind of will thrive in this bubble situation just because he's it just seems like something that's right up his alley he just gets to play games all day and then go back to the arcade and hang out there or something you know just Seems like it's right up his alley. Kind of the AAU setup. Uh, Grant with some pretty unique takes, and I think uh, obviously very well read and keeps up on the NBA. We're going to follow the NBA 
obviously all season. We're going to do our best to stay on top of headlines as well, beyond just the highlights. Restarts tonight, 6.30, closing thoughts on the NBA, Grant. Let's do it. Let's go. I'm excited. We're getting just more sports coming back. Uh, it's exciting to see. And it's ironic, you know, you got the Utah Jazz playing in the first game. They ended it, and they're going to be starting to back up. So, uh, Which is cool. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's uh, cool I can't thing. wait to see that on the ESPN 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. There was one guy that, that shut down the world for four months. I know. <laughs> I cannot wait for that 30 for 30. It's going to be fucking epic. I can't wait till my kids are watching that 30 for 30. Trying like, to, and then having to explain it to them that there just oh, wasn't yeah. sports light for four up, months. Light up the cigarette, grab the whiskey. <laughs> Sit down, kids. Let me tell you a little story about my COVID experience. It's like in Family Guy when when, when like the power goes out and Peter tells some stories from back yeah. in his day. <laughs> that was the only Family Guy episode I had on my iPod. And I used to watch it when I ran on the treadmill. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that was embarrassing. I wish I wouldn't have shared that. <laughs> That's what we have for headlines with uh, with sports. Um, we have a segment that was kind of uh, a last-minute get-together, but we've always wanted to do something like this. I'm not sure how it'll go. I think it's really fun, and I think it gives uh, our listeners at home something to ponder, something to think about. Um, well, I guess we're going to call it for now sports feats, uh, things that – are incredibly challenging to do in, in any sport um, and what we could do. So we're just going to jump right into it. You'll understand it as we go. First one, we have four of these. First one, how many pitches would it take to hit an Aroldis Chapman fastball? Okay, so that's what I was going to ask. Are we doing just fastball or is he, just, is he up there just trying to get me out? Because I think... Uh, it, to be honest, it doesn't matter for me. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. But I think... I, I would fare a little better just knowing that it's a fastball just because I feel like just to get timed up a little better. Not saying I'd go up there and hit it first pitch, but if I'm up there and I have to think about a slider that is going to break out my ankle or a 105-mile-hour fa- uh, fastball, I think it's obviously a lot tougher. But I think I'm a, l- I'm a little better off if there's breaking balls involved. If he's throwing just fastballs, I need – the problem is my diaper is going to be full <laughs> because if, he, if I'm going up to face Chapman, I'm, I'm wearing a diaper um, and my diaper will be full if he just spins off a slider. <laughs> that's yeah, that, <laughs> that's true. Uh, realistically though, like I think if he's just throwing fastballs and eventually, hopefully after like 20 pitches, he kind of knows where it's going. Um, eventually I can time one up yeah that's what I I mean I would say 15 to 20 pitches for myself it, I, it, for, for yourself it would be more than that for me I mean after 20 pitches I would be ready to swing <laughs> so then I would be able to time it up and I would be really really slow to start I would have to start choking up uh, do we get to use a metal bat I was going to ask you that because I was like if not there's going to be about 10 broken bats as well yeah um, can I lay down a bunt? <laughs> it just says hit. Um, I, you know what? I might just lay a bunt down third base line. He's not going to be ready for that. After throwing 30 pitches to me, <laughs> I lay a bunt down, it's over. The problem is uh, being terrified to bunt that fastball. Yeah, yeah, that's you. 
you get a caught on the hand or something. And, and by that time, my diaper's full, and I have to sprint down the first baseline. That's tough. <laughs> that ain't happening. I got a full diaper, sprint down the first baseline. So realistically, I think I would be around mid-30s. Like 35, 36 pitches in, I would be able to hit it. It would be pretty. You know what? Scratch that. If I'm making contact, it might go out of the ballpark. <laughs> yeah, he, he's going to be supplying all the power. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just get it in that one like, spot. Um, remember 2K baseball, you could have super bunts on. <laughs> lay down a bunt and that thing was going out the ballpark. That would be me. <laughs> I like, I, I, we lead off with a good one. I really like that one. Uh, the next one. I, I need a little more research on this one. That's I'm doing it right now as we speak because I don't I didn't even know how long it was. Yeah, I don't I I'm not sure either. So, so how many days the race would it take us to complete the Tour de France? So how long is it? The race runs from August 29th to September 20th, and it typically takes three <laughs> weeks to finish. How many miles? Two thousand one hundred and sixty-two miles. Holy shit. <laughs> Oh, boy. How much? 2,162 miles. Three, three weeks to finish, typically. And that and that's people that are, you know, cycling for a living. <laughs> Professional. <laughs> okay. So, and I'm not allowed to juice? No, I don't think nope. I'm allowed to juice. Um, nope. Thanks a lot, how Lance. Many, how, many days do we have to, how many days do we have to train? Are we going right now? Yeah, just, just right okay. now. So I think eventually, after the first six months, I would get used to the bike. <laughs> after the first six months, right around, like, New Year's, I would start to be adjusted to riding the bike. Um, <laughs> that's so many miles on a bike. Um, I'm saying, like, pro- a month, at least. Five no, weeks. I don't take longer than that. I think I could only ride, like... Depends on the hill. If it's a if it if we're going up that uphill climb during the Tour de France, that's true. Would, that would take me. I'm going bike. five to six weeks then. Because I would have to walk the bike <laughs> up the hill. <laughs> um, I'm stopping at every hotel and sleeping in the bed. <laughs> yeah, I'd be loading up on whatever whatever granola bars that <laughs> uh, Lance can give me. Um. Okay, so I think I can ride like 20 miles a day right now if we were to go right now. Yeah. I think I could handle 20 miles, but I would be sore. Very, yeah, very. I, I think this would take me three months, man. I'm serious. You think so? That's a lot of miles. See, but this is also a thing, like, I don't have any experience in this. Like, I I mean, my five to six weeks, I don't even know what I'm saying when I say that. I just know I it's longer so than three. Sore. I would be so fucking yeah. sore. That's the biggest problem. I mean, I might... If the Cincinnati Reds win the World Series, I'm I have to ride my bike down to Cincinnati. That's true. We established this. Um, you have to ride your bike down to Cincinnati and kiss my ass. It was pay you a hundred bucks, but I'll <laughs> but 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 I'll still pay you the hundred bucks. Oh, <laughs> um, I I thought it was kiss my ass. So. Uh, I just did the math here. If you were to go in your five to six weeks, um, you would ride about 60 miles a day. All right. We're going to go up to eight weeks. Eight weeks. <laughs> Let's do that. This is terrible, terrible podcasting. We're just waiting on <laughs> shitty math. Um, 
Uh, I don't, I don't know the math. It, it'd probably be down to what? About forty. A little under forty miles 40, a day. Is it? So yeah. That's doable. I think I could do that. That's doable. I like that. Eight weeks. Take us eight weeks to complete the Tour de France. I wouldn't do them all at the same time. I'd you know ride ten, <laughs> two hour break. <laughs> I don't know if I could do that. I would have to get after it every day. Yeah, I think next, it's... Next one, how many NFL kickoff attempts would it take for you to run one back? So, at first, I was like, oh, like it'd take like five. But then I kind of didn't factor into the fact that uh, these guys are running four fours and four threes. And uh, so I'm, I'm going to say 20. Eventually, you'd get lucky. That's a, you know, eventually, you get eventually a whole, the blocks would work out. Yeah. And if you're going back that many times, you're going to start to learn it. So, hopefully, I think I can get it done in under 30. That's, I mean, break one down the side. Maybe. Those first 10, I'm going to get lit up. Because <laughs> I'm going to, that first five, I'm going to be in a panic. Just Not going to know where to go. My feet. Just chopping my feet right around the 20. <laughs> get tackled at the five-yard line. Yeah, I'll, I might drop the ball in a panic after I get hit. If I get hit hard, the next one, I'm letting the ball sit. <laughs> I might run a hook and... Do a reverse. Oh, <laughs> uh, that would be rough. The NFL kickoff attempts would be super tough, those oh, first yeah. couple, because I would be lit up. And then, <laughs> I'm sorry, I Just getting, just me getting lit up, just running down the side. Just going fucking flying. Brutal. Um, the next one, the final one we have, um, before I take you out, is <laughs> I apologize. <laughs> the the best part would be you'd get lit up and then you'd have to get right back up and go back and do another one. I can just. The helmet I can sideways. See myself chopping my feet at like the five yard line. You can hear the whimpering. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the last one. Come on, get it together. The last one here. <laughs> this is a good one. How many LSU practices, football practices, could you participate in? <laughs> drugs are you on? Huh? I said, what drugs are you on? <laughs> I don't know. You're going to have to cut all this shit. Um, how many LSU practices? <laughs> I did. I'm sorry. You're fine.
I started thinking about the LSU one. Alright. Hey, TJ. How, how many LSU practices could you participate in before Coach O notices? So, I actually think that this would be the easiest one of the group. Um, Who the fuck are you? <laughs> Do you like gumbo? Hey, Joe. But uh, I think that I could hide myself enough to make it through a week of a practice. Um, just you think you could make it a whole week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think I, I could hide and give very little to make it look like I somewhat belong or should be on a field. Not that I belong because I do not belong. But uh, I think I could hide myself enough for a week. But then the one play that I just get lit up and he's standing over top of me and he he finds out very quick. Where would you hide? I'm just saying like you know like No no but what position group? Where are you hiding at? Um I'll go hide w- with the wide receivers. That's that's <laughs> dumb bold. <laughs> this kid's running three seconds slower than all the rest of us. <laughs> No, that, that's a really dumb move. I don't know that you should go with wide receivers. I go somewhere that you can hide for quite a while. Where? Um, <laughs> I mean, I would I picture Coach O putting the walk-ons underneath the bleachers or something. Maybe you could go. <laughs> I'll just take my helmet and go sit underneath the bleachers. Who the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I could hang out with the kickers uh, long enough. Um, to maybe play in game one. <laughs> Coach Get a big him, lead. He doesn't have a damn clue. <laughs> Who the fuck are you? Um, <laughs> I'm really sorry. I can't stop laughing. Um, <laughs> oh, all right. I think I'm good. Uh, that's all we have for you. Join us Monday for an NBA restart recap. And much, much more. I promise I'll We're be here for it. We're going to have our first guest on Monday. We're going to have our first guest on Monday. Uh, stick with us, ladies and gentlemen. We are working hard for you. Uh, we're trying to make this as, as much fun as possible while still, still giving you your headlines. As always, stay safe. Be healthy. Keep those feet moving. Plank. Take us out. Yeah. Uh, to the beach, y'all. Yeah.